Welcome to the Pirates Overboard Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Ostrick, joined alongside Jonathan Luters. We are two grad student athletes that will sit down with Seton Hall athletes to get to know them more on a personal level. We're going to talk to them about their athletic career, academic goals, and what it's like being a part of the Seton Hall community. We are excited to do this across the year as we touch into each sports community. Make sure you go follow us on the Pirates Overboard Instagram page to get the latest news on upcoming guests and highlights from shows previously. So Jonathan, who are we talking to today? Yeah, Justin, we have Natalie Tavana on tonight, a current junior hailing from Middletown, Connecticut. She is a criminal justice major and a stud midfielder for the Lady Pirates soccer team. It was really cool to sit down and learn and see how competitive and passionate Natalie is when it comes to soccer and all the work she puts in to being the best soccer player she can possibly be. On this episode, you'll learn about Natalie's family and their love for soccer, her recruitment advice for high school soccer players looking to play in college, the experience she has had thus far at Seton Hall as a whole, her favorite games over the course of her career, and some stellar goals she has had, and lots more great insights we are excited to share with you. Natalie's coaches speak extremely highly of her, explaining that her play is contagious and she works super hard and is really determined. You know what you are going to get for her, which is 110%. And she leads by example, which is why she is captain of the team. Natalie is a great representative of the soccer program here at SHU and the university as a whole. And we are stoked to have her on board with us tonight. So without further ado, Natalie Tavana. So here we go. Episode 7 on the way. We're with Natalie Tavana. I am so pumped for this episode. Uh, Natalie has been killing it this season. 100%. 100% of the time. Um, so how are you? Uh, just kind of describe the season so far and and talk about last night's game. one nothing win against St. John's. Love to see it. So, so how are you? Talk about last night's game and we'll get rolling. I'm feeling great. Last night was a big win for us. Um, I think it like set the tone and the path for the rest of like Big East games. We really needed this win and we got it. Um, I think home games are like for us. I just love being at home. I know all of my teammates love being at home at 6 p.m. on Thursdays. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah, so I feel like our season has been really good. I think we are right there in some games, but we're not able to like get the result we want to when we are out playing teams, which is like the biggest thing that has probably like happened with us this season. But, you know, like getting that result last night was really important for us. And I think it gives us like a bit like more confidence going into like more Big East games. So I think we're in a really good position right now. And personally, like I feel like I'm in a good position too. So I'm excited for Sunday because we play Xavier. Yeah, that's going to be another too. big, big East game right there. And and last night was the Mary Jennings Memorial game. Like, talk about like the atmosphere there, and like being the first home game of the Big East, like a Big East conference playing. So talk about that atmosphere last night. Yeah, I know. Like everyone loves playing at home, so you know, like going into the game, we do this like ritual where um, pregame we dress up, and it's like a theme. So okay. last night was like business theme so uh -huh. basically we all dressed up i dressed up in like pantsuit um awesome yeah, there we with, go like, sunglasses on we all like walked in feeling like good looking good mm -hmm. um and then 
when we stepped on the field right before the game, we all knew we needed to protect our turf. Um, and the Big East home opener was a really big one for us because St. John's was 0-2. Mm -hmm. And we knew, like, we had to win this game um, to, like, have more confidence going into more of, like, the games in the Big East. So we knew it was a big one, and we came out. Personally, I think St. John's was asleep for the first 15 minutes, uh -huh. and we ended up getting a goal in there the first go. five. Yeah, so um, – and then we defended for our lives the rest mm -hmm. of the game, which, I mean, the back line was amazing last night, and I think we all, like, played a part defensively and offensively, like, the goal was great. Phoebe's step was amazing, and then playing Sky, Sky playing me – and me just finding the back of the net. So I think everything worked out perfectly last night, and we really needed that as a team. Yeah, that is true. I have never – I did not know that about your team, kind of doing a different little fit before each game. Do you do that before me or no. before games? No. No, we, we so probably should because I got, yeah, got no, a win. We, so. yeah. we just started it this, this year? year. Yeah, That's interesting. I wish, like – all the teams kind of did that because that'd be so cool media wise. Like, like, so like, let's say you had like, you dress up night, maybe for like swim team, we would have like, I don't know, like, like crazy costume during Halloween. We have a meet during Halloween. Yeah, so like, you could like, do that. that'd it's, be it's so really much fun anything. media wise. Or when you guys go on the road somewhere, just like, I know you guys go usually go suit and tie. I was just going to mention the only thing I can yeah. think of is we actually do full on suit and tie for the plane. And it's funny because some guys, cool, some guys love it, but some guys hate it because you're coming back from a long, like you're at late at night, long flight, trying to sleep, you have a suit <laughs> on, and we always get compliments. We're like, oh, coach, your team looks so good, so good. They're like, yeah. no, no, we want to stop this and stop. So, so wait, you go there and back suit and tie? Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's yeah, that's, that's interesting. a lot. Yeah. That's that's a lot. <laughs> Shout out Coach Shep for that. We're not professional though. <laughs> I would figure like going on the way out, going to the game, like let's say you're going to uh, Xavier, like going out suit and tie no, and on the way yeah. back kind of comfy clothes well but. i guess it depends you win the series maybe you loosen up a little yeah. bit but you gotta wear it back <laughs> yeah. so, so, yeah. so okay fair enough so coach Jeff, you gotta look nice in yeah. the airport like yep. i know i know my freshman year we had like nice little polos and, and yeah. stuff like that in the airport so that was kind of cool um so what are you looking forward to in this game coming up against xavier like how are you going to carry that momentum going into sunday yeah so xavier is ranked right now they're ranked 24th mm, okay. this week so uh, we all know that this is going to be the most challenging game so far this season. Um, but I think we have nothing to lose and they have everything to lose. Mm -hmm. They have to come to us. We are on like we have home field advantage. They're ranked 24. Like we have nothing to lose. So yeah. I think the win versus St. John's will give us more confidence. And Xavier beat Villanova one nothing last night, Okay, which we should have beat Villanova last mm -hmm. week. So I think it's going to be a very fair game um, and it's going to be competitive. And if we are able to like catch them um, at any moment and be clinical in front of goal, we can easily um, score a goal off of them. So I'm really excited uh, for Sunday and I know it's going to be really hard, but our team has defensively been organized. Like yesterday we were super organized. Um, and you know I'm gonna try to go out there and score again. <laughs> hey, absolutely, yeah. absolutely, and that just gave me goosebumps describing that. So describe what Big East play is like. Like, what is it comparative to conference, uh, non-conference play? Big East is another level. Oh yeah. Um, every game is hard. Every game can go either way. It's honestly who shows up that day will win that game. Mm. So if everyone has a great game, you can beat a number 10 Georgetown, mm -hmm. you can beat a number 24 
uh, Xavier. So I feel like it's whoever shows up that day can win. Mm-hmm. And on any given day, any team can win. See, that that is so cool to me. Like for both your sports, like you have like a non-conference conference schedule where like mm-hmm. you'll go in and like have to play a St. John's on a weekend series or an Xavier on a Sunday. We don't see anybody until like February. Like yeah. we swim yeah. Georgetown once and then it's Big East. Sure. So like it's a weird feeling. I would love to do like a conference like swim meet thing in, in February where like maybe we travel out to Xavier, swim them, then go play. Like, but sadly, that's not the case because I feel like the atmospheres around those games are so much more cooler. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll, I'll, I'll add on like to have like a ranked team, you know, like everyone has a target on them. And right. there's, there's no pressure for you guys. Like, hey, we're going to go out there and have our best game. Like, mm-hmm. why not? If they, it's all on them, like, to perform. And if you guys can slip in, like, they catch them asleep, like St. John's was, boom, there you go. one nothing really quick. Now it's turning up back in the net. No big deal. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and I'm excited to see it on Sunday, uh, 1 o'clock, right? Yes. Here at, at, at Seton Hall. So you obviously did a lot of good things yesterday. So is there anything you guys or what you think you can improve upon for Sunday to take that next step and get that upset win. Yeah, I think staying focused the whole game is like the most important part of a soccer game. Like if you lose focus for even one play, it can cost you a game. So I think we stayed focused through the 90 minutes against St. John's and that like made us like get a win. Mm -hmm. So I think staying focused against Xavier is key. Um, because they will be good and we can't get like caught up or like switch off for one play because they will score Mm -hmm. or something will like come from it. So I think staying focused and, um, putting in like our best effort, um, and just being aggressive against them will like help us more, um, to like compete with them and win. Mm-hmm. And and make sure everyone shows up. You know, you got to have that crowd Absolutely. supporting behind yeah. you. Yeah. Get maybe them a little riled up. They, like you said, they played yesterday. I'm assuming at Villanova. No, they no, they were at, at home. Yeah, so they and they only here. they oh. only won one nothing, which yeah. is surprising. So if they're only winning one nothing on their turf. Like it's gonna be a really good oh, game yeah. Sunday, and like things are adding up. So we have that that factor right there. Mm-hmm. You're coming on the podcast so far. Knock on one. <laughs> Everyone's coming on the podcast. Done fantastic. So yep. we we'll keep that yes. going. So not gonna jinx that one there, but just gotta put that one out there. So yeah. yeah. So it's gonna be an exciting game Sunday. So make sure everybody gets out there on Sunday. So let's let's go before scene hall or time before. So what got you into playing soccer? And, and we're gonna get kind of into your family aspect and your big soccer family. So what got you yeah. specifically into playing soccer? Um so my whole family has like played soccer. My brother played soccer, my sister played soccer. Um so I knew it was like something I wanted to do uh, ever since I was little. So I ended up going through the soccer club that both my brother and sister did. Mm-hmm. And they provided me with tons of opportunities. Like we traveled to Spain for soccer. We would travel to Florida, North Carolina, California, uh, just to get seen by college coaches. So it was a really good opportunity um, that the club provided for us, which I thought is really cool. And I got to travel my whole life playing soccer for this club. There we go. That's awesome. What is, so the, the draw to go to Spain for club soccer, is that like a recruiting thing? Like do, do college, college, does coaches from the U.S. go to Spain to like no. recruit? No, that's so, a different kind of aspect. Different okay, aspect, but we fundraised and right. we would stay there for 12 days. Awesome. We played 
teams from Barcelona. Oh, it was so amazing. Cool. So, so cool. Awesome. We played yeah. like a local Barcelona team and then we played Espanol. I don't know if you've ever heard no. of them. No. But they're big okay. in um, soccer in Spain. And then we played FC Basel, which was like a Swiss uh, okay. like Swiss team. Got it. Yeah. So we ended up beating Espanol 4-2, to which Let's was surprising. Wow. We tied FC Basel 1-1. Um, but it was an amazing experience. Oh, yeah. I've never like ever been out of the country. Right. That was my first time when I was in seventh grade. So it was like an amazing experience. And we actually saw Barcelona play with like Prime, wow. Suarez, wow. Messi, and Neymar. There we so, go. Oh, my yeah, gosh. Yeah, no, that was an amazing moment. What a cool trip that is to yeah. see them play mm -hmm. and then you yourselves <clears throat> playing as well. And yeah. what a like, cool like, thing for like culture-wise. Like I imagine – I know for baseball, there's different styles of baseball, like Japanese like baseball is slightly mm -hmm. different than like the Latin American mm -hmm. baseball and the U.S. baseball. Is it different? Like, is soccer culture like that or not as much? Like, I could you think, tell? I think it's different. Okay. Um, like American soccer is much more like athletic and okay. like more European soccer is like technical. Sure. It's kind of more a calmer game. Got I think it. like American soccer, you go, you high press, yep. you you know, you're more direct sometimes. But okay. in Europe, I feel like they play such calm soccer, not like the opponent doesn't press you as much, so you have a lot of time on the ball. Right. Which they weren't used to us Just like go <laughs> going at it. So that's why I think they weren't used to it and we won basically because sure. of that. But I think it is like kind of different styles of play. Yeah. It's like the first five, ten minutes like, whoa, whoa, easy. It's not how we do it here. It's not how we do it. That's funny. That's, um, that's really funny. Yeah. No, go ahead. So did you get to play? How much older is your sister, Christina? Is she, did you get to play with her at all on no, club? No, she's 35. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I was going to say, so did she teach you anything when she you did, were coming though. out? So what were some of the things yeah. she taught you? Yeah. Um, so when I was really young, probably like three years old, mm -hmm. she would just put cones out in the front of the yard and tell me to just dribble through them. Um, and she probably did that almost every day before she went to college. Mm -hmm. Um, and my brother was more like he's thirty three now. Okay. So okay. um but he would he was more like tough on me. He would pelt balls right at me and be like, How's your touch? So, <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, he would he was more aggressive with me though, but I think that's why I have such like a strong side to me because of him. Uh -huh. Um but yeah, no, they helped me and my mom and dad um, supported me through like all my decisions and you know they pushed me to be the best I could be too uh, and then with like the help from my soccer club like I ended up coming here so my family definitely helped me throughout like my years of playing soccer so when you were younger three mm -hmm. years old you have cones your brother's pel pelting you with balls <laughs> were you ever like ah oh, like take it easy like relax or were you ever like nah give me more give me more like or was that probably a combination of both it was a combination of both yeah probably when i got like hit in the face i'd be like <laughs> all right stop but <laughs> yeah other than that yeah and as i got older my brother still did the same things and i i got used to it right. but my sister went to college i would go watch her games and right. i'd be like oh i can't wait to be That's like awesome. a college athlete it's so cool yeah. and then my brother went to college and, you know, I was just in the soccer environment my whole entire life. So it was the only sport I played when I was sure. little. Mm -hmm. uh, and I knew this is like what I wanted to do. Like what a cool thing to have good role models in your brother and your sister. Yeah. Be like, I want to be like them. We had Ange on the podcast. Uh, was it Friday? It last was Friday. Last yeah. Friday. And he said like, 
student athletes in college, especially Division One, don't understand the impact they can have on younger kids. So the fact they had two older siblings both right. playing college, I want to be like them. And no less, they they push you to get there. Like, what a cool thing. They have these older kids that really want you to succeed and be really good. And are like, here you go, here you go, boom, touch that. <laughs> like, so what a cool thing that is. Did you have, like, a favorite memory of watching your brother and sister mm-hmm. playing at, at college? Or do you, like, remember any specific moments that they had? I was really young. I'm trying to think. Um, Rhode Island College is Division three, mm-hmm. but – they were very good and i remember my sister's coach he gave me this plaque um and it had like my name on it with a soccer ball um because i think he knew that i wanted to be like my sister Mm -hmm. and he like i think my sister talked about like me a lot to him so he got me this like plaque that had my name on it with me like touching a soccer ball and it was it was a really cool moment and I always went to her games and they were really good Mm -hmm. so I think just watching her games I like implemented like some of my game like into like as I got older Mm -hmm. so I think I think that was a cool moment do you do you think that was a recruiting tactic early on from your coach to like, try to get you like we know she's gonna be good like we gotta get her early? Yeah, no, that's funny. That's yeah. probably I no, no, all all joking aside. Yeah. But. Was there like a, a a specific skill that your sister and or brother that you you watched and said that's a skill that I want to put into my game? Is like is there one or two specific ones? Um. I think my brother my brother was like very tough so seeing him like go all in like effort his like mentality he had an aggressive mentality defensively and offensively Mm -hmm. like he wanted to be the best player on the field so I think watching him um I like got some of his toughness and I was like I want to be the best player here Mm -hmm. I I want to change the game I want to help others around me be better. So mm-hmm. I think that's one thing I collected from him that I admire about myself today. Yeah, we definitely see that on the field, scoring all the goals and, and going after loose balls and, and getting that ball in the back of the net. So talk to us a little bit about how you got here to Seton Hall. Like, what was that recruiting process looking like for you? So um, my the coach, the previous coach, mm-hmm. so it was Coach Kira, and the assistant coach was Coach Allison, and she coached me at my soccer club oh, no, when oh, I awesome. was little. Okay. Uh, Allison, her name okay. was, yeah, the previous one. So um, she coached me when I was little, and as I got older, she reached out and was like, hey, like I'm the Seton Hall coach here. Uh, do you think you want to come in for a tour? And... I know Danny Brinkman was here yes. and she went through the soccer club oh, I went through as it. well. So yeah. I had like a sense and I Danny Brinkman was a great player. So I had a sense like I was like, OK, like, let me let me go in. Let's see how I feel. Um, and I ended up going in and all the girls were really welcoming, nice. And, you know, like having the assistant coach know me and know the player I am, it kind of like helped me and like drew me closer to Seton Hall just because Mm -hmm. they knew what they were getting. And sometimes like college coaches don't really know what they're getting at first. And I think like she knew what she was getting and I just had to like prove like who I was Mm -hmm. when I got there. So and I liked how the city was close too. Like I love going to New York City during my like off time. Mm -hmm. So I think that 
was probably like the reason why I came to Seton Hall, just like the familiar like faces on mm-hmm. the coaching staff and also just like the girls that were super nice and welcoming. So when you were going through that process, what were some of the things that you were highlighting to get recruited? Was it goals? Was it assists? Were you sending uh, different like showcase highlights? Like what were you doing to help yourself get recruited to come to St. Hall? So the showcases that I went to, which were in like Florida in December, then Mm. we would have a spring showcase in North Carolina in the spring. And we would, if you made playoffs, you would go to California in the summer. Mm -hmm. So Basically, you would email any college coach you wanted. You said, hey, I'm playing on this field at this time. Uh, Can you, like, please come watch me? And sometimes they would respond, but it was, like, NCAA rules. You can't really, like, respond fully to them. Mm -hmm. So, um, honestly, when the game started, there are just lines and lines all around the field of college coaches watching you. So, it's a huge stage. Yes. So, that's basically like how I like got recruited. I would email tons of college coaches. I'd be like, this is where I'm playing. Like if you want to come watch. And then after, after the game, I would like forward like an email and just be like, what did you think? Uh, I also created a highlight video and that had stuff like assists and goals on it, Mm -hmm. defensive plays. Um, So that's like probably, that's like what, people who are looking to get recruited should do and also like going to id clinics i went to a couple during uh like my time while i was trying to get recruited um and basically you do like a technical session just like passing then you do possession and then you just play um so that's like also the coach gets like a direct look at you right then and there um, but you only have one shot, so you have to like take it. Interesting. Yeah. So I did a bunch of those and then I like finally that's like basically how I got recruited and I ended up coming here. That's amazing. Do you think that for the time right now, as big as social media is, I know like your recruiting story, but it wasn't mm-hmm. too far back. Do you think that's the same the way that student athletes who are in high school or soccer student actually say should go about getting recruited to colleges? Yes. Or is there a little more to that? Is there like a Twitter thing now? Is there a bigger so, presence on all the social media platforms? Yes, there, I think I think like mostly what I did is yep. what other people do, but yeah. people go the extra step and they make actually like an Instagram account, just like you could say, Natalie Tavana Soccer. Uh, interesting, mm. sure, and sure. You gain more and more followers yep. when you post clips of yourself scoring a goal, maybe like yeah. making a defensive play, assists, anything like that. And you gain views and more followers. And yep. then you can like show college coaches, hey, this is my Instagram account. Right. So I think more girls who are younger are doing that. I Got see it. a lot of those now. Yeah. I also see Twitter, a lot mm-hmm. of like videos, yeah. the same thing as making an Instagram account. So yes. I think um, they're just making an extra step to get like more I don't know, like recruited, like better. Yeah. So yeah. Makes sense. Yeah, yeah. And it's so interesting with the media stuff because it's on, it's on the rise. Like it's it's one of the biggest things and biggest ways to start like gaining attraction. Anything. Look at look what we've done here. Yeah. Uh, with social media and stuff like that. Yeah, so, definitely. I also think the coaches in your club, like they have the best connections too. Mm-hmm. Like Good there point. are some, True. there are some coaches who know plenty of college coaches that can connect you so i think also girls are using that through their club soccer Mm -hmm. so if a coach knows like say 
say the Seton Hall coach, like they'll connect you with them and you go to their camp, like their ID clinic, or you just send them their hi- the highlight video. So I think people take advantage of connections too within the recruitment process. Mm-hmm. And especially with the NCAA rules, like there's probably, I'm not sure what it is in soccer, but I know in baseball, there's mm-hmm. a period of time where if you're young in high school, you can't directly contact a exactly. coach. So like they I, can I be think the, it's sophomore year of high it's school. Yeah, it's sounds, that's, for everybody, it, yeah. that's for everyone. It sounds like if it's, it's the same thing, like to have like a middleman with the coach, <clears throat> To be like, hey, right. like, I'm interested in X, Y, Z schools. Mm-hmm. Like, do you have connection with these schools? And they can reach out on your behalf. It's such a good thing to have in your corner to have good coaches, which I bet you right. had over the course of years in the yeah. club and all that. So, mm-hmm. so, yeah. Yeah, and making those relationships are important at that club level so that when you get to the college level, it's an easier process down the road of just, like, talking with a coach and coming up with the game plans, whether it's playing time, whether it's, for me, in the pool, what practice types and stuff like that. So working on those relationships with club teams, yeah. high school coaches is, like, so pivotal, I think, now, so, even more so with the – rise of social media so let's get into the Seton Hall what's been your favorite game here playing at Seton Hall so far in your career that's a good one because last year I have two okay two the same like they're basically they mean the same thing to me but different Mm. things happen so last year Columbia game okay Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. You remember that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was looking at some of the clips the other day. I'm like, oh, my gosh, from 30 yards? <laughs> so um, my coach was previously at Columbia. Uh-huh. He was the assistant coach. Yep. So we all were going in guns blazing. We were like, all oh, right, yeah. we got to do this for Coach Josh. <laughs> and we start off the game. Columbia is a very good program. Mm-hmm. I think they're – they they should be top of the Ivy League, but they never are, which I'm very surprised mm-hmm. about. So last year we went up one nothing. I had an assist. Um, I ended up playing Maylie a through ball. Maylie crossed it, and Emma Sheehan, she used to go here. She mm-hmm. got her head on it. So it was one nothing in the first 15 minutes. So we were feeling pretty good. There we go. Yeah. So as the game went on, um, I got the ball. I played Phoebe a through ball. Mm -hmm. Phoebe scored, so we were all going crazy. (laughs) She did her little celebration. Yes. Her golf swing. We (laughs) acknowledge that, that. yes. Yes. Yeah, but the thing was, it's not a golf swing. She meant to do a softball swing. Yes, I forgot, not golf swing. What was I thinking? (laughs) But it was funny. She's like, all right, so what sport is that? And, like, no one knew. Yeah, no, it was so funny. And then finally the second half comes. I get a ball from Caroline Lipton. I'm probably driving right over, like, the the circle. So, like, the huge circle in the middle. I'm probably driving close. Like, I, I get past it. Mm-hmm. I got to find this clip for you. I see, I see the goal, and no one's pressing me. I'm probably, what, like, 35 yards out, 30 It was ridiculous. It was like, you know what the 18-yard box yeah, is, yeah, yeah. all that? And you, yeah. you guys played soccer on the field oh, before. Yeah. It was like you – I don't want to say double it, but you essentially double that. Like, she's not even close to it. And just all of a sudden, you see her rip, like, like what are we doing here? (laughs) (laughs) I got to find, keep going. So then, I'm like, no one's pressing me. And I'm hearing all the fans go, shoot it. And in my mind, (laughs) I was like, you know what? Let me just go for it. It's 2 nothing now. You know, let me put this game away. Absolutely. So, I ended up like shooting it upper 90s to the right the goalie was like down just like with her head oh, like no. with her hands on her head i'm like going i go crazy oh after God. this oh no hold on it's so bad we gotta go back to this this is ridiculous so <laughs> the funny. best part though was on twitter they said tivana from ward place i don't know you might know who the name is but he goes absolutely ballistic in this david clip. smith oh my god yes so funny 
Oh my gosh! That was a bullet. <laughs> yeah. it, was, it was funny because when I watched this, I'm like, I, it was. Uh, we have a Tom Tom Cardona. I don't know if he lives. Yes, in our house. yes, he works uh, yeah, Apple I know him. So he he came back. I was like, dude, this goal that Natalie scored was ridiculous. Like, All right, let's see it. And I'm, like, I'm, like, I'm seeing this, and I'm like, no, nah, she's not gonna shoot that. And she's like, oh my gosh! <laughs> let's see it one more time. That is an insane that. That, goal. That has bang. <laughs> That's a crazy. I don't think people like understand like soccer. Like you see like highlights. Like average people see like highlights of soccer. Yeah. That is so difficult. I oh, played soccer yeah. in high school. That is so difficult to do oh. to put it on target, like oh, away yeah. from the keeper, everything. Like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, the goalie's probably in her head. Like, there's no way she's <laughs> gonna shoot this <laughs> ball. Like, yeah. she's she's yeah. too way too yeah. far yeah. out. Right. So then it went three nothing. I went over to the bench. I, we were all like huddled up. We beat them three nothing. Like yeah. it was, that was an amazing moment. I think that's the best goal of my college career. Um, and then my other favorite moment this year, I scored a hat trick against mm-hmm. Binghamton, mm-hmm. which I never expect to do to do in my college career. If I'm being honest, like a hat trick is very hard to pull off. Mm-hmm. Um, I ended up losing the ball and Rachel won it Rachel Gary won it back for me which I was like oh thank you Rachel and (laughs) I you know I took a touch I knew it was raining out so it was slick and I hit one upper 90 and Mm. the ball kind of slid off the goalkeeper's hand right into the top of the netting which I was I was like surprised because I don't know if it would have went in if it was like the conditions mm-hmm, weren't sure. wet. So goal I, counts though, doesn't matter. Yes, a goal is a goal. goal. <laughs> exactly. Yes. And then the second one, uh Caroline Lipton found like found like found a great through ball to me. And I ended up the goalie ended up saving my first shot, mm-hmm. but she batted it out right back to me. So I was like, oh free gift. Okay, thank you. <laughs> and I ended up scoring um with my left foot just like in the down like in the corner um mm-hmm. to the left side so we were two nothing at half and coach josh was like all right we guys we got to put it away like two nothing is probably the hardest lead to mm-hmm. have because you know like if someone scores one you're right back in the game you can tie right. it up sure. so we always say that two nothing is the hardest um lead to like keep mm-hmm. so the game went on binghamton kind of like gave it to us the first 15 minutes they were kind of coming at us Mm -hmm. um and you know like after probably i think it was like the 25th minute mark i ended up having a couple chances and i didn't finish them very well i think i could have had five goals that game but my finishing was a little off (laughs) but um so i think the ball the ball went down to sky Mm -hmm. Sky's a great crosser, by the way. She her crosses are always on the ground. Like Shout she knows where to yeah. put them. Yeah. And, you know, like it was a very unselfish play by Sophie Liston. She backheeled it to me and like I was right behind her and she knew I was right behind her. And she ended up like flicking the ball back to me and I had like an open shot on net and I just slotted it bottom left. That's and amazing. That was like probably one of the best moments of my life like a hat trick i've i hadn't scored a hat trick in years since like probably club soccer Mm -hmm. so i think that was probably my like my greatest memory here too and the fact that you're saying like oh i could have had five goals so only three goals is all (laughs) that's that's all right but if it's around, I want to just acknowledge some of the stats you've had over the past couple of years i know you said you're gonna be a little humble here but we're gonna make sure we're gonna acknowledge these let's this is your let's go 
freshman year, started all 18 games, played 1,593 minutes, scored two goals, posted three assists, seven points, which was the third highest on the team as a freshman. Sophomore year, led the Pirates three goals, three assists with 14 shots on goal. I think those are all team highs, I believe, if I could be wrong there. Started all 18 games, finishing with 1,616 minutes. This year, talk about this year so far. You're like, what, nine goals? I'm Ten goals? Nine goals. Nine one goals. Assist. One assist. Like 18 points. Is that 19 right? 19, now. Po- 19 yeah. points. Which is absolutely ridiculous. Like, how has that been for you, like, starting off like this? With you know, going on this year? Your junior year, no less, not yes. even senior year. So, freshman year, I wanted to come in and, you know, like, I wanted to start. I wanted to make my mark here. I wanted yep. to, like, you know, like, have like a turnaround for this program because the previous right. years were so poor. Sure. So I think our class coming in freshman year really helped like our team out go in like a better direction. Mm-hmm. So having like two goals, three assists, I felt good with seven points. So going into my sophomore year, coaching change happens. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, like I, I don't regret like staying and like Josh like being here is like amazing I love the whole coaching staff so I like my goal I set was you know I want to get maybe like more points than last year sure so I ended up having three goals three assists so nine points and I was like all right I'm in like I'm on the right path Mm -hmm. um and then I set another goal I was like you know what I just want more points next year so I kept saying you know I'm gonna get more points um each year and you know I think like getting older you just get wiser in the game so I'm not like this little freshman anymore playing against seniors like I'm I'm a junior now so I know the game um and I'm getting older so I never expected to have nine goals this season (laughs) (laughs) or 19 points on the board but I you know, I think, like, I'm more confident going to goal now um, mm-hmm. just because, like, I'm older, like I said. And um, honestly, like, my shots, some of them, I don't, I don't even know how they went in. I was like, all right, like, you know, let's keep it rolling. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So um, I'm really grateful that I have had, like, way more points than last year. And, you know, I just want to keep it going. And looking back when I had, like, five goals this year, I was like, you know what? Like, I'm going to try to make it to 10. And I am one away now. So I'm hoping I can get the 10th for, like, the season. Um, That's my goal. That's probably, like, the last goal set unless I'm, like, at 13 goals soon. (laughs) Oh, we'll keep going. Yeah, yeah, keep keep going. going. Yeah. And, um, you know, like, I'm really excited for the rest of the games. Um, and I think our team is going to have like a really good rest of the Big East season. Awesome. And I'm so excited to watch it. And I, I think a key thing in that goal setting, long and t- short term goals sure. for all yeah. those young pirates out there or high school kids or whoever's listening, long and short term goals are so important and vital because it keeps you, it keeps you going. Right. Like if you don't have any goals at the beginning of the year, what are you trying to achieve? You're kind of aimlessly kind of going about. Yeah. So like you mentioning those short and long-term goals are very vital. And you talked about Coach Josh coming in uh, your sophomore year. Yes. So what – describe what the women's soccer team here at Seton Hall looks like and what what does practice look like, what does weight training look like. So kind of go through that day-to-day with us. So the fall season – so obviously preseason, we come back – um, July Super 31st. Yeah. Yes, we do come back super early. But 
honestly, like, playing soccer with your friends and not having school, it's the best mm-hmm. during preseason. Like, not a lot of people are on campus. Like, it's very much, like, you get to spend time with your friends and play soccer, do what mm-hmm. you love, and put in that work without having, like, maybe some, like, stress of school. Yeah. So, it's, like, very nice just, like, being here early, um, you know, getting to work. So, we have practice every day, um, Tuesday. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, um, obviously games on Thursday and Sunday, and mm-hmm. we have one off day, which is Monday. Mm-hmm. We, um, so we end up on Tuesdays. We, that's our low, like our hardest like day in the mm-hmm. fall. So we usually like warm up, we do technical work, and then we play like 11 v 11. Okay. After 11 v 11, we're kind of, he makes it competitive because we do some conditioning after practice on Tuesdays. Mm-hmm. So the winner of 11 v 11 does six 120s instead of seven. So everyone okay. takes it seriously. <laughs> and they're like, I don't want to do all seven, so <laughs> let me do six. But... um. Yeah, I think, like, having that competitive environment, even if it's one less 120, like, really, like, ramps practice up. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like, our energy is the most important on Tuesdays because that's the day we can go the hardest. And then Wednesday's pregame practice, and we're getting ready for Thursday. So um, Tuesday's our hardest day, but, you know, we put in, like, all the work. We have good energy going into, like, the week. I think this week we had a great Tuesday practice. Mm -hmm. It was very strong a lot of energy and I remember like the first words that coach Josh said on Tuesday was I watched St. John's I closed my laptop and I said we're gonna beat them Thursday it was a good Tuesday and then Wednesday was good so we had a good week of practice and you know like it's shown through our game against St. John's winning one nothing you know getting gritty yeah um in the so, rain and everything too. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. Um lift is optional in season. So okay. not everyone goes to lift. If I'm being honest, my legs are kind of sore during the season, so mm-hmm. I don't lift as much as others do. Mm-hmm. But um I sometimes like recovery lift, but so lifting is optional. So then winter comes, we have like winter break, we come back. It's springtime. So this is when we really start getting fit um, because, you know, like the springtime is like when you get ready for the fall. Mm-hmm. He, he always said that. He said, whatever you do in the spring will pay off in the fall. Sure. So we lifted three days a week. We trained um, Monday, Wednesday and Friday. Uh, conditioning day would be Tuesday. So, you know, we would do our like something from our packet we had over winter break. So we had to do like 10 120s or we had to do the man U test. So we would do like a lot of those runs on Tuesday. And then um, that would just be like, uh, I don't know if we had lift. Yes, we had lifts Tuesday. So we would go to lift after. We would train Wednesday, and then Friday would probably be our heaviest day because we have weekends off in the spring. So we have Saturday okay. and Sunday off. So Friday would be um, – we would play like 11 v. 11, have a hard session. Then after 11 v. 11, we would do 10 120s or like any workout. Wow. So Friday Whoa. was a yeah. big conditioning day too, but also implemented with like play. Play. Sure. Mm-hmm. So after that, we would go lift legs. So we were, we were like shredded in the spring, (laughs) Um, but we had the weekend off. We had two days off. So we weren't like really 
getting like injured or anything like that um you know like he takes care of us and like you know like he's very much like he knows we have like personal lives too so Mm -hmm. you know he's like when you come in here you put in the work but you know like he knows we have like life outside of soccer so yeah so what is that like for you specifically what does recovery look like is that ice baths is that just stretching every night or every morning like what what are some of the things you do to just keep yourself recovered yeah so during preseason, a lot of ice baths just because it's mm-hmm. so hot out and it's like the heat is very demanding on your body on yeah. your legs especially um because like you're running so much in soccer so i like to take ice baths i sleep a lot um That's in huge. season yeah. and out of season but like more in season um you know, like sleep is probably one of the most important things I like. I like getting a good night's sleep. Mm-hmm. I I like mostly get like eight hours a night, which is very good. That's amazing. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then just always eating, like even like any like eating anything, like having like a good protein always during your meals, like just having a good breakfast to mm-hmm. like to start your day off. So that's like basically what I do for recovery. But I think like the main things are like sleeping getting in a good warm-up when we practice too because Mm. that sets the tone for practice because you don't want to go in not have a good warm-up and then possibly get injured like a pulled hamstring or something little like that yeah so like you talked about like diet stuff what are some of the things that you focus on uh you obviously touched upon protein is there a specific specific protein that you enjoy the most or like a specific dinner that you enjoy the most like pre and post um games and stuff like that yeah pre-game i wednesday night i had like thai noodles with like zucchini squash um broccoli shrimp so that was like probably like my protein that i had um i like to eat like a lot of chicken too mm-hmm. uh with rice so and then breakfast on pre-game like on game days i have like an egg on toast which i really like and then a bunch of fruit i love fruit too nice so um i eat a lot of fruit a lot of like protein like chicken shrimp um i eat a lot of pasta too so those are like kind of like the meals i eat during the week too Mm -hmm. gotta have that pasta you gotta have those pasta parties before games before meets like carb yeah, up and carb, get ready yeah you guys are i mean both of you guys are burning so many calories like in Mm -hmm. your sports like i (laughs) <laughs> I just can't really come. I know for baseball, it's a little, just a complete different sport. But I see you guys at practice. Like we were, we're right after you guys, right? Yeah. And when you guys are running the the one twenties, yeah. and you are just like hauling all the way down, and then you end, and then like I'm like wait, they have a game in two days. I'm yeah. like, <laughs> I'm like yeah. how, how in the world are they like ready to go? But you guys are just in a completely yeah. different condition. You guys are in such good shape. So I'm like, yeah. all right, I guess I'll trust they're ready to go on Thursday or whatever it is. Yeah. So it's just funny. So yeah. you kind of talked talked about the coaching staff of things. Like describe the women's Seton Hall uh, soccer team. Like what are they like, and and how much fun is it to be around this team? It's so fun. I think. Um, this year we're like the closest we've ever been since the time I like have been at Seton Hall so I think with the new girls coming in like the freshmen that are here now they wanted like the same goals as us Mm -hmm. and you know they like cared as much as we did Mm I I like don't feel like the girls before thought that like you know like we could make the Big East tournament I think they were there just you know just to be there which you know, to change like a culture, you need the right environment and the people who want it as bad as you do. So I feel like this year is like a stepping stone for us. And Mm -hmm. like, 
I'm not counting us out of the Big East tournament this year. Um, I know, like, I think because, like, St. John's, like, we won, we're one and two right now. Like, Mm -hmm. there are games for us to win in the Big East still. Like, Mm -hmm. there are a lot of games left. Anything can happen, like I said, on any given day. Mm -hmm. So the girls are very close. Like, on the field, we have good relationships. Off the field, we have good relationships. We are very much, like, team bonding is, like, an activity for us during preseason because we're always together. Right. And, you know, like when school starts, we all have different lives, but I think we still like try to find time for everyone. And I think like there are no like it's not like really clicky, like freshmen can be with seniors and Mm -hmm. juniors. Like it's not it's not like each class for themselves, which I felt like like the last two years kind of like it was every class was just in their own group. But I feel like we really like committed to each other and like we make a really good team yeah and i'm like i said i've touched upon it a bunch of times i'm excited this team is so exciting to watch each and every uh each and every game and it's so exciting to be able to watch them on sunday against xavier i keep mentioning it because it's good it's important it's a big east conference game and all the sport is all the support is necessary so let's go into the little bit of the academic side of things you're a criminal justice major what are some of the things that you've gotten to do within your major any like fun classes you've gotten to take it um take here any any professors that really make an impact on you while while being here yeah um I think my favorite class was last semester in the spring. It was criminal courts. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got to learn, like, the functions of the courts and, like, the court culture. And I actually, for extra credit, I went to a courthouse and I saw, like, a ruling on a case. Oh, so nice. I sat awesome. in on it. Um, and that was so cool. Like, I loved every second of it. And, you know, like, they gave us an opportunity to apply for, like, an internship there, and we were there all day, so that was probably my favorite class, and, you know, he was a really good professor. He's not here anymore, though. His Mm. name was Giuseppe Fazzari. Shout Uh, out. I've heard. Shout out. Big shout out, Giuseppe. Yes, he he was a very good professor. Mm -hmm. I'm sad he left, but um, that was probably my favorite class, and then um, a professor that I really love this year is actually my religion professor. It's he's in he's a core three. I have to take like one more core class. Okay. So I'm taking spirituality of work with Professor Alan Wright. Okay. And I like came in one day, um, like first day of class, and he was like, Natalie Tavana, I know you from soccer. And I was it like, was so Oh, a go. professor who like knows the sports at Seton Hall I was like this is amazing so I think like usually I get bored with religion classes but he is very much like the way he talks like the way he explains like stories um even just like examples he's very much like interactive with us Mm -hmm. very nice guy um I love him as a professor and usually like religion classes are kind of more like lecture based and but he makes it fun and last night actually at like 11 o'clock at night I told him to come to like one of our games um but he had a fundraiser last night and at 11 he emailed me and was like goal in all caps (laughs) and i was like oh my god this like he is an amazing guy he follows all the sports here and you know like i like professors who like know athletes and you know are Mm. into sports because they understand like when we have to go away um and you know like they understand the game and how much like sacrifice we put in in academics and athletics Mm. so he's a great guy and 
you know, I really love having him as a professor this semester. Yeah, that, that's a, that's really amazing to to hear because like that's one of the things they touch upon with us at the beginning of every year. Like I know for soccer and baseball, it's a very different from swim in the sense that you guys are on the road a lot more mm -hmm. than. But like building those relationships with professors and saying, hey, I'm I might like maybe a week in advance, either weeks in advance, just saying like, right. hey, I'm gonna be away for this game. What can I do? Every pro a professor appreciate that so much. Right, yeah. I agree. And what a cool thing on the professor side. I think this is something. Man, if you ever want to become a teacher or a professor, like to understand how that made you feel, yeah. because like what a cool thing, like that he, you walk, like this is the first day you walked yes. in, and he was like Natalie Tavana, like you're the soccer stud. Kind of <laughs> like what a cool thing as a professor to have the ability to have a really good attitude and really positive attitude mm -hmm. and have that impact on like your students, and I bet like that makes the actual class itself so much better right. as you said yes. so like what a cool thing and i will say being such a small community sure. you're gonna have yeah. some of those professors multiple times like i i had shout out professor gottlieb who retired last year um she i had her like her three four maybe five classes in my undergrad years and by the time she saw me for the third time she's like oh uh when you when are you swimming? Uh, when's Biggie's championships? How's nice. everything Aww. feeling? Yeah. And like yeah. making sure like on the athletic side during the academics everything is going smoothly, which I greatly appreciate. Yeah. So um, shout out to all our great professors yes. here on campus, big yes. time, and especially Alan Wright. That's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. cool. That is cool, amazing. Cool thing is. So what are some of the things that you are aspiring to do after college with your major of criminal justice? So I want to go into something like in law. I'm not sure what I want to do yet because. Um, based on soccer, I do want to pursue going pro Absolutely. if I can. Yeah. Nice. Um, but if that doesn't work out, then I want to pursue something in like the law field, even like being like a paralegal, mm -hmm. um, something I like, or like even like private investigator. Um, I find that stuff interesting. So I think that's like my plan right now. It's however, whatever happens with soccer, um, I'll go like from there, but I want to have a job right out of college if mm -hmm. soccer doesn't work out. Mm -hmm. And I think like the your ambitions and your drive that you have in soccer that you just clearly tell by talking to you will translate to anything you do in the legal kind of justice field. Yes. So that's that's will all work out. Yeah, e either way it goes, we're excited to see how it shapes up to be, and hopefully we're watching you pro on, on TV mm -hmm. and, and kicking. We butt. interviewed her. We interviewed her. <laughs> we got her on the podcast. Um, so let's go. Let's go into advice to a pirate and. This is, uh, these last two segments, Jonathan, going through a bunch of our episodes, like, these are the most fun to listen back to in here. Because yeah, you kind of get the perspective from all these different grades and what they've done and, <clears throat> and, and what they give to the younger generations. Obviously, now us, the old men of the group, being fifth <laughs> years, we've the seen- grandpas. A, we, The grandpas. <laughs> of seen Hall Athletics. We got, we've gotten to see four years of freshmen, yeah. which is kind of mind-blowing to me. So- uh, you have had great success both in your time here at Seton Hall and prior to it. What would you tell a freshman that might be struggling at the beginning of their season and how to rebound and come back from those struggles? Yeah, I think the most important part is putting in that work, putting in like the effort, having like your best foot forward. I think just implementing like even in practices, like working on things that you normally wouldn't try in a game. Um, I think also just like doing extra work outside of practice if you are struggling. Even like talking to a teammate is like mm. helpful, mm. I think, just because like if you are in your head, like people 
like seeing different things can like help you and be like you know what I don't think you are playing bad or like I don't think you're bad in this or I think you're really good in this um and just like getting different viewpoints and having that support from your teammates is really good too um I think also just like through like putting in your best effort like something good will always come out of like something when you put your best effort into it I like seeing all the teams kind of do that everyone's kind of communicating with each other behind the scenes I know I've like walked in and out of the locker room with baseball guys oh you should do this oh you should do that oh try this because yeah. all, all like your sport but you're up at the plate and it's you against the pitcher and you're trying mm -hmm. to figure out okay let's not be in our head let's 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 get a strike to hit and same with swimming like you have a minute and a half on some races to get there and down and back so having those teammates and support so great answer from you for some advice yeah, yeah. and it, even like with all teams like everyone understands at least from our perspective now what it was like to be a freshman mm -hmm. like there's yeah. going to be struggles no matter what you have whether yeah. it's being away from home i know a lot of international students in both mm -hmm. of you guys are sports so outside of just the soccer aspect alone just adjusting and having someone to talk to like hey I've been there. I know what it's like. Yeah. I'm here to talk. If yeah. You and like soccer is a team sport. You can't do it all yourself. Yeah. Like, and I just feel like when you have the support of your teammates, it makes it a whole lot better. And, you know, like being close with your teammates also makes like a really good environment when we are playing on the soccer Absolutely. field. Absolutely. And even Ange said it last episode, having those, those role models or those peers that aren't talking to you about soccer and having mm -hmm. someone that's like, okay, maybe you're having a bad practice or you had a bad game. Let's, let's talk about something else. Like me and Angel talk about podcasting, yeah, radio, right. mm -hmm. anything else other than the, the sport and just kind of just focusing on the life outside of the sure. sport, just to get you back in that, that zone of, of getting back on track type of thing. So yep. here's to the favorite part of our podcast, the walk the plank part of the mm -hmm. pod. Um, so there are going to be quicker questions here. Okay. Um, obviously, give us some explanation if you have some, but we're going to try to really rapid, rapid fire. Rapid fire. Rapid fire. Yes, yeah. I love this. So I love this first question. Okay. Who would hit the crossbar first in a competition against your siblings? You, your brother, or your older sister? Me. Okay. Definitely. I'm the best out of both of them, so it Ooh, has to be me. Let's go. Yeah. Oh man, there's gonna be some. There's gonna be talk in the Tavana yeah, house. That takes Share this episode with them and tell them to go to like yeah. 52 minutes, and then like that's, that's it. <laughs> um, do you have a pump up go to go to pump up song? Um, I like to listen to any type of house music or like a rap house song. Music. Nice. Yeah. yeah, that's a first, okay, that's first a house first. music one. Any specific song, any specific um, genre, probably um, the way it is. It's it's called it's called and then it's by uh Dr. Belt, I think. And okay. I don't know how to pronounce it, but like Wezol, it's like W E Z O L. Okay. But it's really like the beat of it just like really gets me yeah. going. No, no. I I'm just thinking here, we got to make a playlist of all the songs that we've gathered over these episodes. That'd be That'd be kind of cool to do yeah. at the end. Um, what is your go-to post-match meal? Probably shrimp quesadillas from Miti Miti. We got oh. we we got a post-game meal last night, and it was actually so good. From Miti Miti, maybe it was because we won. Yeah. Shout out Miti Miti. I yeah. love Miti Miti. Miti yeah. Miti nachos. Those are phenomenal. Food always tastes good when you yeah. win, too, oh, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Um, what is your favorite movie or show that you've watched recently? My favorite show is Ozark. 
Oh, if interesting. You know, it is amazing. I've heard such good oh, things. Oh, you need to watch it. <laughs> I I spent like a span of probably a couple months watching it, and there's four seasons, and wow, it was just fantastic. <laughs> so you're gonna call everyone's gonna call me a bad show watcher. I've gotten to season four and I'm halfway through and I haven't watched it in about six months. Really? So I'm a really bad show okay. watcher. I'm so yeah, bad no, at show watching. Season season one was probably the best, but mm-hmm. season four it kinda gets old. I, yeah. I can understand, but like the ending is crazy. You oh, need to okay. you need to so try I to pick get back, back on yeah, the, on the tracks up. and yeah. try to watch the rest of that. Um Best piece of advice from your parents or siblings um, that you got when you were pursuing your college athletics? Oh, that's a good one. Um, probably be open-minded, definitely. Mm-hmm. Just like going down south, going like across the country. Like they were just like, be open-minded, but also like look out for yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's an amazing answer right there. Yeah. Uh, what has been your favorite event at Seton Hall? Hmm. Probably, uh, Sway Lee came last year, like a oh, concert. Yeah, I yeah. About that. our like our team went. Um, it was like, but it was packed. Yeah. Me, Phoebe, and Rachel were like at the front of like where he was, and I got like a close up video of him. It was oh, so cool. I think you probably were away. Yeah, I. I yeah, remember, you definitely were. I remember away. hearing about that, and yeah, it was I, crazy. I, there was something else too. Right? There was a. I'm. Not, I forget. Maybe, maybe it was that individual, but. There was someone else, and there was just line out the wreck. Yeah, and they like yeah. that's like they had like the the monitors walk in. Uh-huh. The Elvis actors like, wow, this is like a yeah, big no, deal here. It, yeah, it, he was, and he also like threw his shirt out in the crowd, and like threw his like yeah, like threw a sweatshirt out, so everyone like was like oh, holding boy. on to it. Yeah, and oh. they crowd surfed. It was so <laughs> cool. Oh my gosh, that's yeah, crazy. wow. No, it was amazing. They were really good. Seton Hall put on events. Put on Let's yeah. go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, last one for me. How would you describe your playing style? Probably diverse. I feel like I, I've i played, like, different positions my whole life. I started out in, like, left back. And wow. I went to winger. I went to forward, um, center mid. I, the only positions I haven't played are center back and goalkeeper. Wow. So I feel like I'm pretty, like, diverse. And, you know, like, I think um, – the way I like work with my teammates, like I know what they want and there's like some style of play where I'm like, okay, they want this type of pass or, you know, like they want this other type of pass. So I feel like I work well with my teammates and I'm very like diverse in like the way I play and just like the, like the moments in the game, I like know what to do. Um, and I'm like, okay, maybe I should like take to the corner flag in the last two minutes. Like I'm very much like just a diverse, like, player i feel like i think that's an underrated thing playing other positions mm-hmm. and i think it's come more about at least in baseball but probably soccer as well because if you play different i'm imagining a soccer you play a different position you understand what it's like to be mm-hmm. there right so yeah go a different position like this yeah, this season i played forward uh right. i started off at forward and you know like i went to offensive center mid which is my primary position since i've been probably like 14 years old but even freshman and sophomore year I went to, like, right winger. I went up top. Um, I even, like, played a little bit of center back last year when, like, a girl got hurt for the last 10 minutes. They were like, go to center back. So I was like, (laughs) like, what? I was like, oh, my God. I was like, guys, just yell at me if I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it correctly. But, yeah, I just feel like, you know, like, my commitment and, like, dedication to this team, like, 
if mm-hmm. the if like coach Josh needs me anymore, like I will put a hundred percent like of my effort into it. And you know, I might not be as good as like me playing offensive center mid or me playing forward, but you know, like I'm gonna give my best effort. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we had the opportunity to talk to some of your coaches and uh, I spoke with Coach Nick as long with uh Haley and it was funny. We had I talked to them at two different times. And they said pretty much the, like, the exact same things. We know it's true. Two different sources, two different coaches mm-hmm. saying the exact same oh, that's things. Nice. So we'll, we'll just give a little blurbs here. So her play is contagious. We're super hard and determined. There was a good. There's a couple of stories we can, we can talk about. Uh, <laughs> you know what you're gonna get with her. She's 110 percent effort no matter what. Leads by example. That's why she's a captain. And if you have, we have four or five freshmen. We made her captain because we want them to lead like her eventually when they become upperclassmen and i think that's gonna probably do it wrap it up right here yeah Yeah. do you have anything else for us that you want to touch upon before we kind of just wrap it up in the end episode number seven yeah no i mean i think that's it just everyone come to our games when they're home please come to all the home games (laughs) here absolutely at ONC carroll field we are excited to see it yeah and uh thank you again you're an awesome representation thank you so much for inviting me yeah no of course and Keep being you. Keep doing the thing you're doing on the field, off the field. Uh, we're really honored that you're coming on the episode here, and we want to inspire other Seton Hall student athletes to be the best they can as you are doing that for yourself, getting a podcast down the line. So thank you for that. Thank you yes. so much. Yeah. And we can't wait to do more uh, here on the Pirates Overboard podcast. And some exciting news from us. So obviously, we have the social medias on Instagram, and we're posting stuff on Twitter. But we also have started a YouTube page. Uh, so we have started recording all the visual stuff of our podcast, so you can go watch it on YouTube. Uh, same tag as the Instagram at Pirates Overboard. Uh, we're also going to have some feature stuff with Pir- uh, Seton Hall Athletics, so you'll yes. be able to yes. see us more and, and hear about more of the stories here at Seton Hall. And obviously, you can find us on Spotify and Apple Music if you want to listen to us in the car uh, while you're working out at, at the rec center here or wherever you are, you can go uh, listen to it. So that will do it from us tonight here um, at the great radio station of WSOU. I'm Justin Ostwick, joined alongside Jonathan Luters and our, our guest, Natalie Tavana. We will see you next time. <laughs>